Hello and welcome again to Digital Navigators. I'm your host, Vinnie Marisi, and as usual, I'm beyond excited to continue this journey with all of our listeners. Digital Navigators aims to explore every quadrant of the digital sphere, giving you a bird's eye view of current best practices and upcoming trends. We'll be talking about everything from master data management to digital commerce, digital merchandising, to security, privacy, AI, machine learning, and everything in between. We aim to give you a stronger understanding of how your business can navigate through the digital landscape. So if any of this matters to you, if you find this interesting and appealing, please, wherever you're listening to this podcast, click that subscribe and auto-download button so you can get this podcast into your rotation. On today's episode, it's all about digital commerce and driving those conversions. What is a conversion? What are the bright and shiny things that everyone is telling me I should do to launch or overhaul my digital commerce experience? Everyone's got their opinion. I'm no exception, but I'm going to drive some hard facts in the areas to focus on that will drive cart size and actual revenue dollars into your organization's pockets. Let's talk about it. Okay, so whenever the topic of digital commerce gets brought up, there are going to be competing viewpoints on what to focus on, what to hone in on to differentiate yourself from the competition and drive digital sales. Some will argue that it's SEO. Some will argue it's the wireframes and the ultra modern design that tends to go into these current wireframes. Some people will talk about the commerce platform and needing to get the newest, best commerce platform to get your website up and running to create that digital commerce experience. And yet others will say your order management system is the key to everything because if I can't actually go from procure, procure to pay, I'm not going to be able to make my actual transaction. Don't get me wrong, we'll talk about each one of those topics in future Digital Navigator episodes. But none of those is what I'm thinking about right now. No, today we're not talking sexy things like SEO and wireframes. Today, we're talking data models. Data is where we're going to be focusing on because data drives everything, even at the subconscious level. That is what's going to bring a true differentiated digital commerce experience taxonomies, schema. Yeah, they sound boring. Yeah, you might not even know what they mean or what the terminologies I'm using. But it's the foundation of a customer's buying experience. And let's get into it. Take yourself out of your own shoes for a second. Whether you're on the business side or IT side of things, sometimes we get caught up on the technicalities of process or technology, or workflow, and we don't have time to take a step back and truly understand why would people purchase my products and my products online? We know demographics are changing. We know people don't like picking up the phone anymore. And this applies to both retailers and B2B. In its infancy, let's take Amazon as an example. Customers realized buying a book online with a simple search of a title and a purchase of $15 or $20 is a much easier experience 
than going to your local Borders bookstore. As the proof of concept, this seemed like an easy way to disrupt product purchasing as we knew it. However, the issue became larger as we scaled. The ability to convince folks that making purchases online became harder and harder as we try to scale. Purchasing a $20 book is easy and puts very little risk even if the book sent to you was wrong by accident. Okay, I lost $20. However, purchasing bigger things, let's say a $2,000 TV, or purchasing in higher quantities, such as working in the inventory planning department at General Motors, and I have to buy hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fasteners a month, all of a sudden the concepts of accuracy, of buyer confidence, of creating an environment where somebody can make a digital buying decision with meaningful dollars becomes harder to achieve. The higher the value, the harder it is to give a consumer confidence that they should plop down their credit card and deliver your product to the door. And I want to be clear, none of this is anecdotal. A customer survey from 2019 asked what issues have caused bounce or cart abandonment over the past three-month period. It's a very simple, very straightforward question that gave to customers who use digital commerce. The highest percentage reasons, 35% couldn't properly manage search filters to narrow their results. 32% said inaccurate and irrelevant data caused them to bounce. And 26% said the website was difficult to navigate. And an astonishing 50% of customers surveyed said they would be unlikely to ever purchase from the same seller again if they had a bad first experience. 50%. And the root causes of that was not, hey, the website wasn't pretty enough for me, or my credit card didn't go through, or some other anecdotal reason that we might be thinking about when we look at creating a digital platform experience. Nobody knows what digital platform you're actually using, underpinning it. It's still an important decision. It's still necessary. We still want to go through all of the processes to to define what technology I should use within my organization. But that's not solving the customer's problems. We're getting into this to create revenue for my organization. Make it that simple. And if we're creating revenue for your organization, we want to get to the root of why people would trust you, why people would purchase from you. And that begins with this concept of data modeling, with making sure that your customers can find the right products, can locate the proper landing pages, can find the categories they're looking for, and then once they're in the proper categories, can now navigate to the actual item that they want to purchase. They want to look for what they want. And the only way to do this is with proper attribution. And it takes time. And it's difficult because I need to organize what is normally done in a planogram for a brick-and-mortar store or what's held into in some salesperson's head who's been working at the organization for, you know, decades. 
So this is not some easy task that we can just put on the back burner as an afterthought once we get going with the wireframes. This is something that we need to talk about now, that we need to start planning for now, and that we should start initiating immediately so that when you have a launch, you don't lose that 50% of customers who don't realize this is just a step one of your uh, website launch, of your digital commerce experience. They won't know that. They'll just leave and go to a different competitor. And that's why it's imperative we focus on these ideas of proper category management, on proper attribution management, on proper enrichment of your items on your website. No matter how much money you pour into SEO or website design, if your product search and navigation experience is bad, inaccurate, has no baseline of best practices, then your customers will never make an actual purchase. And they will bounce and they will go to a competitor. It's as simple as that. So then let's break this down. If we're saying that one of the biggest drivers in converting our customers with actual purchases and avoiding cart abandonment and bounce is this philosophy of navigation of comparative shopping, of faceted shopping, of getting to the products. What are the elements? What are the tangible things that I should be doing? So let's first start with the category management side. Let's take consumer electronics as an example. I go to my favorite digital commerce platform, whether that's Amazon or it could be some brick and mortar online presences like Target.com, Walmart.com, Best Buy.com, you name it. You can go there, you can find, and you're looking for what you want. And in this case, what I want are some nice over-the-ear headphones. And when I go into a consumer electronics company's website, I can go into electronics. Within electronics, they might have TVs, they might have cell phones, they'll also show headphones. Click on the headphone, they'll have wireless headphones, they'll have the earbuds, they'll have over-ear and on-ear, and I'll pick over-ear headphones. Now I'm quickly brought to that specific category of products, and I can see all of the different over-ear headphones that I'm looking to purchase. And on its head, it sounds simple, right? You're, you're listening to this saying, okay, this is, this is logical, this is common sense. And to an extent, that's absolutely right. Best practices within library sciences are logic-based. They're, they're common sense-based. But think about some of the places you've gone lately in terms of digital commerce experiences. How many folks are putting random advertisements or random... Uh, application-based categories or categories that are based off of brand instead of product type or some sort of catch-all like miscellaneous or general that causes your brain to act in a very irrational way. And by irrational, I mean it would get lost trying to search for the actual category that I'm looking to purchase for. Not everybody is thinking about the best practice of how to design a categorization structure, or they may be taking something that is just way too broad and bringing in something from their ERP. We've talked about ERPs before, and, and, and one of the things that is, is great 
about ERP systems is that they make it so that I have great, effective, and efficient supply chain. But anybody who's ever worked in an ERP knows that classifications and subclasses within them are usually, what, two levels deep, maybe three levels deep, because it wasn't designed for this granular type of categorization structure. Like somebody is coming to a website to try and purchase my products. So they get very broad and people bring them in and there's all of these mutual exclusivity issues where a product can live in multiple different areas. And it causes all of this pain to try and find a product with a mirror of my ERP on my website. This is probably the number one thing that that when when I as a digital strategist, as a consultant, talk to my clients about is that, hey, we have an experience that experience is mirrored from our ERP. It's not bringing the value that we were expecting. And that's the number one thing that we're going to focus in on. And then we go to that next level, which is the attribution. So at the beginning of this episode, I talked about something called schema. Schema is simply the attributes of my categories that are product-specific, along with some of the metadata that's involved. And that's not to confuse or exacerbate what attribution is. It's very simplistic. It's what are the critical attributes that would allow me to make it make a purchasing decision. If you're talking about a TV, for example, how big is that TV? What's the refresh rate? What's the technology behind the scenes? Whether it's LED or mini LED or plasma or OLED, all of those are options, right? And we want to keep that consistency within our website so people can select those different faceted search to get down to the TV that they actually want to purchase. And so we talk about, you know, not mirroring some of your legacy pieces of software. The same thing goes for attribution, by the way. Think about all the attributes you have for supply chain. Many of them have nothing to do with what a purchaser wants. If we go back to a TV example, an ERP is not going to care what the refresh rate of a TV is. It'll want to know the weight and the dimensions of the box the TV is in because that's important to shipping. That's not going to matter to somebody making an actual purchasing decision. So we have this taxonomy, which is that tree structure, that category design. You have this schema, which is the attribution that allows people to facet through that specific category and find the products that they, that they want. And then there's this dirty little secret that is the search bar, right? You're listening to me talk about this really logical way of stepping down folks through a category structure, uh, creating some lively experience of attribution so that I can facet through and get to the SKU or the item that I want to add to cart and to make that purchasing decision. But the fact of the matter is, me, you, most people making uh, purchasing decisions are going to be using the search bar. And the key here is a bit of a chicken and the egg. What makes a good and powerful search? Now, somebody's going to just say, oh, I have my favorite one. It's going to be Elasticsearch, or it's going to be Indeca. Nobody says Indeca anymore, or it's going to be Solar. I have my technology, and then behind the scenes of my technology, I have the algorithms that I can get in place to make sure that when people type in what they type, they get me to the most relevant item that I can select and add to my cart. The thing is, the most powerful way to make those algorithms effective 
is a really robust taxonomy and schema. The second my functional data model is robust and allows for that manual interaction of finding my categories and faceting through all of my attributes and the values associated with those attributes, search becomes easier and becomes essential because now I can find all of my products through the search and making a proper algorithm that can quickly get me to a landing page of all of my granular categories by simply typing in the category that I want or by typing in something that is more than the category. The category plus some attribute or some value. Think about how people search for things. They're going to say, I want a 65-inch OLED TV. That's it. They'll type it in, they'll press enter, and I want to get the most accurate results back. And if it pulls from my taxonomy and schema, and if my taxonomy and schema is designed in a way that is most beneficial to an end user, to a consumer, and not for my own internal purposes, then all of a sudden, I win. I have the value, I have the loyalty, I have all of the parts to create a conversion. So is an order management system important? Absolutely. Is your wireframe and your digital journey of your add to cart placement and buttons and all of these modern elements for mobile and desktop marketplace ideas relevant and important? You bet they are. But at the end of the day, if your customers are confused, if they can't find what they want, it doesn't matter. All of those investment pieces are important, but the linchpin is the design of your data. And we will be talking about this more. We will be getting into deeper, broader, different topics that revolve around the data that revolve around creating an even better digital commerce experience. And we'll even bring in folks that I can interview to understand what their journey is, to understand how they've gone through the practice of aligning data with an order management system, with wireframe design, with customer journey design, with SEO investment. But in the meantime, I only have one ask of everybody out there. Go ahead subscribe to this podcast. We'll be back. We'll have new topics. We'll have new interviews. It's going to be great. Thank you all for listening. This is Digital Navigators with Vinnie Marisi. Hope everybody has a great day.